When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, welcome to The Tint. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. You know, today I want to be just a slightly different kind of approach. Um, Instead of totally criticizing something and, you know, or looking at something just totally obscure and and, uh, maybe technical, I just want to talk about some broad things, about ideas. I've I've talked to a lot of people lately who are... um, sometimes running out of ideas. I, I talked to some people that have entered some of these big aquascaping contests recently and they're, you know, they're buzzing about it and they're, they're excited, but they're like, ah, I'm not going to win. And, and so they go into these things. First of all, you know, me in contests, they go, they go into these things with sort of a negative attitude already. And, um, it's kind of sad because they think, Oh, I held back. I didn't do this idea that I was going to do or, or whatever. And I get in these discussions with them and, you know, it's kind of sad the reasons why. Um, It's usually because they have to conform to some criteria. You know, so everybody's pampered their, you know, planted aquariums. They trim their mosses or, you know, rearranged their wood 20 times, shot a video or photography, given it a stupid name if that's what it needs. So a lot of energy, a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of talent went into, you know, creating these entries that will hopefully win the praise and all the awards offered by these judges and the, the, the fish world is going to, you know, ooh and ah. So all eyes are on these aquascapes, which is, I mean, it's cool. It's interesting. Of course, once again, we're going to see sky forests, fantasy, you know, hobbitscapes, underwater waterfalls, roads and intricately detailed mosscapes and things with glued wood and rock. That's the latest thing we see. And you know, there'll be some amazing nature-inspired tanks too, and all these will be incredible. There'll probably be inspiring work done by really talented aquascapers who've devoted a good part of their year to it. And once again, in my opinion, an opportunity to do something truly unusual and inspiring will have come and went in pursuit of the ultimate version of what seems to be last year's winning entry. And once again, every winner although stunning and beautiful, will probably look like the winning entry from 2017 or was that 2014 or maybe 2020? I I don't know. Somebody has to speak up once in a while and it might as well be me. So here I'm ranting. Yeah, that's what I usually do. Look, I mean, a few skilled entrants will be rewarded. Others will be, you know, bummed out by the way they were judged. Others will be justly proud of how they fared. You know, I did number 500 in the world or whatever. That's pretty, pretty big accomplishment, I think. But maybe, just maybe, one or two will know that while they didn't have a snowball's chance in hell of winning, they pushed the limits of aquascaping by entering something entirely different. Something that made a statement. Something that pushed into a new direction. Made some people look, think, and maybe scratch their heads a bit as they contemplated it and tried to comprehend it. Maybe it's an an expensive, sacrificial lamb entered for the sole purpose of truly pushing the state of aquascaping and aquariums and execution of aquatic technique and ideas. Maybe somebody will enter a botanical method aquarium. Maybe there'll be some decomposing leaves or whatever. 
I mean, look, I, I, whenever I talk about this stuff, there's always a little bit of hate mail that comes. And, and again, I, I don't care, but I'm not dissing aquascapers. I'm not dissing certain contests. They are what they are. And they have rules and they have guidelines and judging criteria, and that's fine. But I am trying to point out that what we've long considered progressive in these contests, although incredible, is sort of starting to look the same almost all the time, in my opinion. And it's not just me. People tell me this a lot. It comes up in discussions. I don't. I can't knock the achievements of the worldwide talent pool of entrance into these shows. They're, these guys are awesome. The, the skills and technique are amazing, and it's just that. Well, in my, I don't know, misinformed opinion, I guess, it just seems like everybody's doing the same thing, the same damn thing, year after year after year, and then they reward it. And we aspire to create tanks that look like these winners in these contests. Now, again, it's not that these executions don't deserve the accolades they get. That's not my point. My point is that it seems like no one really thinks outside the box and tries something totally different. I, I mean, putting a different type of wood into a tank or a new plant is not doing something different. Now, I get that there's some rules and there's criteria and all that kind of stuff. However, why doesn't somebody try to push it within the context of the contests? apply that same energy, you know, given to the tried and true stuff to something entirely different. And not just with even a, a, a biotope type of an aquarium, but something that's maybe an artistic representation of a different niche, any of which could be easily accomplished by a number of these really talented people out there. And, and everyone on the you know those podcasts and forums talks about how they want to inspire and push the envelope which is awesome we do that I, I think it's great yet almost every year the new versions of the same old moss covered logscape with a crazy name seems to be on everybody's lips and it's about forced perspective and you know uh, co color coordination or whatever there's always some ridiculous thing and i again i can't entirely diss on this they have criteria and that makes sense but wouldn't it be amazing if just once, just one time, an entrant who truly pushed into a different direction somehow, someway snuck into the winner's circle, somehow deftly satisfying the rigid contest judging criteria while undeniably forging into the unknown. Now, I realize that's unlikely to happen given the judging criteria and all that stuff. But again, I think it would be cool if somebody could somehow use these highly visible platforms to disseminate different ideas, real inspiration, and beauty in a completely different way. Aesthetic alternatives that make us really think and maybe even smile. I mean, why not do weird, but do it really well, like better than it's ever been done before. Really apply all of that talent, that technique, that resourcefulness to something a bit different than an underwater beach scene, diorama or whatever. Why not take an unusual concept from nature and apply, you know, amazing to it? Surely the contest entry fees might be worth essentially blowing to just show the aquascaping world something truly thought-provoking on the most visible global stages of the craft. Oh, how I'd love to see somebody do that and love to see somebody win. Now, what would examples of weird done well be? Well, here's just a very, very few. I just entered my mind. Now, of course, they're not all acceptable or appropriate for entry into specific contests, especially if they're calling for plants or whatever, and some of these don't have plants. They are, however, ideas you can utilize, you can build on, you can create with in the proper context. Examples of looking at stuff, I don't know, differently maybe. So what about a cave? Like, okay, we've seen a lot of people do a bunch of rock work with some nifty little caves or recesses built into them. 
a lot of thought goes into the placement to produce all these little nooks and crannies. And these usually look pretty cool. However, when was the last time you actually saw a serious aquarium recreation of the interior of a cave ecosystem, like a karstic ecosystem? There are these habitats. We've talked about them before. I mean, a tank in which the entire aquarium represents the interior of a cave, right down to the extremely dim light and pigmentless fishes. Now, again, I realize this one isn't, you know, for everyone because sure, it's kind of dark. <laughs> the fish selection's rather limited and not known for color. It's about, you know, the novelty and the morphology here. And it's kind of dark. <laughs> yeah, perfect. But I mean, a cave done totally different than someone else has done before. What about the underside of a waterfall? Where there are mosses, you could have your mosses there on the rocks. There are plenty of places. There's plants, I believe. I believe the, one of my friends will kill me if I mis misidentify or mispronounce it, but I believe they're called aerial colon that are found like under waterfalls or under damp rocks near waterfall. No one's done so. I've never seen a waterfall scape. And I mean, by simulating the underside of a waterfall, I don't mean doing the whole waterfall. See, there's some crazy stuff you can do. Perfect, perfect. What about an African like mud hole? for nothobranchius or um you know other annual killifishes yeah on the surface this sounds super easy and it's just like a breeding jar or something right throw some peat on the bottom and your killies and yeah mud hole whatever next you know Felman, you just described a breeding jar for killies right no no no, no. not gonna let you get away that easy i'm gonna take more of a paludarium type setup with a strong terrestrial component a la the urban agapo that we talk about have maybe some grasses or even some dried grasses on soil and mud you'd probably set it up not unlike a terrarium for reptiles barren with patches of terrestrial vegetation or weeds or even dead or alive and a substrate really consisting of a mix of uh, fine sediments and sands maybe even peat moss the emphasis more on creating the overall look or utility the function i guess if that's what you're trying to do in this type of contest but you could create the function use do I sound commercial? Yes. Use one of our substrates, the Igapo substrate or the Varzea substrate to, to work with that. Or use freaking mud. I don't care. You'll have dark, acetic water, a tiny population of fish, you know, fishes, and the challenges of managing a bioload in a filterless freaking water hole. Like, who's in on that? That sounds awesome, right? That would blow judges away, I think. It might, might piss them off, but it would blow them away. Try that. Another idea. What about a... A simulation. Now, this is this is probably not going to happen because there aren't too many. I don't think there's any saltwater aquascaping contests out there. But I, I've always found the rock islands in Palau or Micronesia fascinating. Like, how many times do I have to present this one before somebody or maybe even me one day does this? My excuse has been not having the time or energy to do this thing. But I'll go on record in saying that this is a lame excuse, and one day I'm going to act on this. But Here's the deal. It requires definite crossover skills. You've got to be a, a reef guy. And we have lots of talented freshwater paludarium type people out there, but you need to marry it with a real reef tank. It's essentially a marine paludarium in which you'd have like an island built up of live rock or artificial rock as the case may be with a terrestrial component. That means soil. So you have to figure out some way to isolate the soil from the salt water that surrounds it, complete with, you know, tropical plants and ferns and so forth. So you've got kind of the jungle on the top and the reef below and the below water component would feature maybe soft corals, uh, maybe even some acropora, maybe some pastelopora, some of them, some of my favorite corals. Um, it would just be very, very different and do it really well. It's not as easy as you might think. I mean, you need to consider the filtration, the water delivery for the aquatic component. 
you know, you can't half facet here. You're doing a full blown reef. So you need an overflow weir in a particularly filled, in a partially filled tank. And that means probably custom, which takes a bunch of, bunch of us out of the running straight away. Who wants to pay for that, right? It also means positioning lighting to provide benefit for both the terrestrial and the aquatic sections. Obviously, LED lights would be optimum. Maybe even some spotlights like the, or, or like the Kessel A80 or, or even some of the other more advanced uh, um, LED lighting systems like the Ecotech Marine, um, you know, um, Radeon XR15, something where you can position them in an interesting position in the aquarium. Again, you'd need to keep that planted section sort of separate on the little island, which means either like a pond liner or pots or other type of containers to hold the plants and soil hidden in the rockwork. No visible stuff. And you need to be able to water and get some drainage. And you need to have a nice reef tank, not some shitty frags of, you know, Xenia and a couple of, you know, gray acros glued to the rock. I mean, a full-blown freaking reef tank. Grow it. Start from frags. Grow it. This may take a year. It may take two years to get good. Get started now for 2026. Challenging. Not impossible. One day, some rogue reefer with, you know, plant skills is going to enter this type of tank into one of those snooty aquascaping snob fest and just freak everybody the fuck out. I mean, somebody needs to do this and do it really well. If you don't, I will. Well, I probably will or I'll talk about it forever. But maybe I'll get tipped over the edge and actually act on this. I mean, I'm already just trying to set up my first reef tank in 10 years already, and I still haven't gotten around to that. So who the hell knows? But someone's got to do this. Okay, final goofy idea. What about substrate? You're like, huh? A tank with no rocks. I recently talked to a very good friend about doing something like this for a project he's working on. He did it, and he held. He didn't put anything else in there. He freaked out a little bit, and he pulled it off, and I thought it was freaking awesome. So basically... No wood, no rocks, no plants, just substrate and fishes. And the fishes are the living component of the, of the aquascape, part of the environment. Beautiful sands, gravels, soils, muds, various grades, sizes, textures, arranged in a natural looking yet kind of alluring way with appropriate fishes. I mean, there's actual biotopes in South America and, and Asia and Africa that are essentially sand communities. They're fascinating in their simplicity yet surprising in their biological complexity. You could do this with all of the many different aquarium configurations, like really wide and shallow, the substrate choices, you know, commercial and otherwise, and unusual fishes available, and water movement provided by amazing small electronically controlled, you know, um, wave makers or power heads. This would be a chance to really try something that would be truly different. Lighting, water movement, fish selection, they'd all be critical components, but each would form a, a crucial part of the aesthetic and a functional whole. Um, with the number of fishes ecologically adapted to this habitat, like darter kerosens or maybe even some of the danios, um, the opportunity to create something so out of the realm of our ordinary perceptions, yet entirely plausible in reality, is just irresistible. So, okay, so there you have just the tiniest smattering of possible ideas that would kick convention back on its ass just a little bit. Again, not not just any of these would work in any contest. I mean, you have to enter them. You don't even have to enter them in a contest. You just need to plan, execute, and share this thing on Instagram or whatever, or any number of a thousand better ideas that you might have, but you got to share it with the world. Some fellow hobbyists, or show fellow hobbyists, that it's okay. It's okay to do things that make us all uncomfortable once in a while. It's okay to do things that are a little bit weird. It's okay to do something different yet compelling. 
we're not entirely inexperienced in this concept in our little niche, are we? I've seen dozens of examples of botanical method aquariums that we've all created lately that would present an entirely different aesthetic to the usual stuff we see served up as progressive and brilliant in the greater, you know, aquarium world. Look, it's okay to do incredible a bit differently than everybody else does. And maybe, just maybe, inspire a few other people in the process. Mental shifts. It's sharing. It's doing. We know all about that stuff, don't we? We sure do. Now, not everybody will, of course. The optics, I realize on this little rant, will probably not be great for some people. They won't like me trashing on contests and their beloved, you know, aquascaping competitions and telling me that, well, Felman, you can't enter this in such and such a contest. I remember, I'm not saying enter it in a very specific contest, but you could try. Not everybody likes this sort of talk. Not everybody feels it's productive or even well thought out. It ruffles some people's feathers. I get it. I can see the criticism. In fact, I'll write my own. You know, he ignorantly rips what he perceives as the establishment, then serves up a few lame, nebulously developed ideas in the name of pushing the envelope, all the while convinced that his arrogant misperception of the art of aquascaping is even remotely useful. All talk, no action, blah, blah, blah. I could could hear that. That's the advantage of having my own podcast. I could say whatever the hell I want, can't I? But look, do it for yourself. But do it visibly to inspire and to bring some light to the world. Bring some new ideas. Do your best. Do what makes your heart sing. But don't be afraid. Sometimes it's going to be different. Don't be afraid to do something that challenges people and occasionally do weird and do it really well. Regardless of what anybody says or whatever the hot thing is at the moment, your vision just might inspire another hobbyist to do something that's never even been contemplated before. Those are the moments that we live for. The moments that make facing challenges, fears, the criticisms, the struggles, all worth it in the end. Well, I'm off my soapbox, at least for today. (laughs) Stay bold, stay relentlessly creative, stay inspired, stay inspirational, and always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Feldman from Tannin Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me. I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tint.